Dave, this is my everybody, uh, in, the, in the hall and also online. So today we have the privilege of uh, getting the association of Shriman Vaishashikar Prabhu, Nirkula Mataji, uh, we have Udayananda Prabhu, we have Vatsala Prabhu and his good wife, they're all Shila Prabhupada disciples and have been serving Shila Prabhupada for more than 50 years. Fully engaged and then have been sharing the books written by Shila Prabhupada, you know, engaging, you know, several thousands and millions into Krishna consciousness. That's a very, very special and uh, have preached all through these 50 years of seva. Uh, you know, it's a good fortune to get this association. And uh, each one of them is very unique, amazing uh, seva they have done. And for example, in last seven, eight years, ever since I have known Vaishashika Prabhu, he started a program where we put Bhagavad Gita in the, in the uh, nightstands of hotels and motels in the rooms. And today, in over seven, eight years, close to 800,000 Bhagavad Gita rooms have been, have Bhagavad Gita in them. Hari Bhagavad Gita. I have actually once done an you know, internet search to see how many people read the Bible in the droves. I found that about 15% people who stay there overnight have a habit of reading the Bible. So it means if you say 15% of 800, 900,000 is like 100,000. And if, you know, and if we say there is 25% occupancy in that hotel, 25% will be. So it may be at 25,000 people reading Bhagavad Gita every day. Such an amazing thing, amazing. Last year he let it drive worldwide. You know, in a couple of months, distributed more than. Two million Bhagavad Gita. Of course, in the ISP, in the same way, 50,000, 40,000 is a small number for them. And huge, you know, I mean, the devotees are so fired up, uh, always engaged in, in glorifying Prabhupada and distributing his books. So, we have the good fortune of associating with these devotees here today. So, thank you very, very much, Prabhupada. Thank you, Prabhupada. Prabhupada, can I say one thing? Yes, please. Okay, next. Okay, um, so uh, I've known Vaisheshika Prabhu since 1974. We were Brahmacharis together. And we went to um, Mayapur together, uh, the Radha Damodar party and the BBP party. We all went in 1976, remember? So we were in Prabhupada's room, and one boy asked, <laughs> he said 50 times a day, <laughs> one boy asked, Srila Prabhupada, if we are out on Sankirtan distributing your books and we are killed or we die, will we go back to Godhead? That's a good question, huh? Mm -hmm. And so we're all sitting there on the edge of our seats and Prabhupada said, not necessarily. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> All the oxygen went out of the room. We were suffocating. <laughs> Are you kidding? And Prabhupada waited, paused. Seemed like, oh, I don't know, four days, but it was probably 15 seconds. <laughs> so he paused. He said, but I will promise you this. 
if you dedicate, and get this finger and point it, if you dedicate your life to distributing my books, I promise you, and then he pointed to the sky, he said, I promise you that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will personally come down and take you back to Godhead in this lifetime. Yeah. And that's what we did too. So uh, we can see, I, here is a man who is going back to Godhead. From your lips to the Lord's ears. Okay, and 10,000 Srimad Bhagavatam. Oh, I said it was 20,000. 20, 20. <laughs> but anyway, give or take 10,000. <laughs> Deeply touched. I'm so happy to be back here, and uh, especially as a, uh, today we had opportunity that is Nirakula and myself, my a wife, Nirakula. And I had met with our dear God brother and God sister, God brothers and sister, um, Vatsala Prabhu Shashikala Anudayananda. Uh, we haven't seen for each other for some time. And um, when I first walked in the temple in 1973 in San Francisco, Vatsala and Shashikala were there, brilliant like the sun, as they are now. And uh, as Udayananda Prabhu said, uh, we spent time together in our formative years in Krishna consciousness, distributing books together. And whenever we see our God brothers and God sisters, it's our life and soul uh, to uh, have been together for, for so many years uh, in the mission of serving Srila Prabhupada. It's one of the ways in which uh, we become fortified in Krishna consciousnesses by deep loving relationships with the devotees. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militandena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasari Gaurabhakta Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Gopremanande So the definition of God as given in the Vedic scriptures, Janmajasa Yataha, that from whom everything else emanates. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, who's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, according to the great Acharyas, uh, talks about his own position as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he says that Aham sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvam pravartite iti matva bhajante mam buddha bhava samanvitaha. Everything emanates from me. And those who know this engage themselves fully in my service, knowing that I'm the source of everything and my energies are all pervasive. 
And so he also says that we're parts of him. Mamai vamsho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatana manakshashtan indriyani prakritistani karshati. He says that every living being is a fragmental part of me. And he gives in the Bhagavad Gita a definition of the different kinds of energies in the world. He first talks about the inferior energy, bhumir apu analovayu kamano bhudirevacha ankara ityame bina prakritir ashtada. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego, these comprise my separated material energies. And then he says, Besides these inferior energies, what were they? Thank you. Besides these, there's a higher energy, which is the, the living entity. And the living entity is the one, he says, that's animating the world. Because matter is not conscious, whereas we are. And he describes how the living being is within the body and animating the body. And that to come to knowledge is to come to understand the difference between the person who's animating the body and the body itself that's being animated. Shetra gnam chapi mam viti sarva shetri shubharata shetra shetra gnayo gyanam yatash jnanam gyanam yatam mama. That uh, he says the body is like the field and the living being is the knower of the field. And one who knows the difference between the field and the knower of the field is, is in knowledge, is somebody who's wise. So we have a relationship with Krishna eternally, but that relationship has been obscured somehow or other. And now because I'm identifying myself with the lower energies, which are the elements of this world and also the elements of my body and my mind. My mind is also, and my intelligence is also a material element, albeit subtle energy. However, when I consider that I'm my body, then I feel a separation from Krishna. I feel I'm part of the material world. This is the nature of the living being that whomever he associates with and wherever the living being places his or her attention, he absorbs that environment. Krishna says, Jayato Vishayam Pumsam Sangasteshu Bajayate. By contemplating the objects of the senses, then one develops a Sangha or a connection to them. And I start thinking, I am this material body. I am my teeth. I am my arms and legs. And by extension, I'm my family member, part of my, I am one with my family. They're, they're mine, with my nation, sports team. And, and all of these are misconceptions that keep us separate from Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Habi Yogendra says that the cause of all suffering in this world is this separate conception. Bhayam dvitiya abhinibeshitasyat ishad apetasya viparya yosmiti. He says that when dvitiya, we see two things. 
One is there's me, and then there's everything else. And one sees oneself, dvitiya means separated from God. I see God as a competitor, actually. It says, Bhayam dvitiya bini Sad means something arises, and what arises? Fear, because now I become a competitor to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I think I'm in competition. And in that endeavor to live separately from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ishad, Ishad means God. Ishad apetasya viparya yosmiti. Apetasi means, my problem is I'm turned in the wrong direction. My head is turned away. Apetasya viparyaya means opposite. And smriti means my uh, intelligence. So my intelligence is wrong-headed. I'm turned in the wrong direction and I become a competitor of God. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu quoted this verse to Sanatana Goswami. He said, to solve this problem, you need uh, uh, to change the way you're looking at things. Uh, he said, turn your direction single-pointedly in Krishna's direction through Guru, and, and then you'll solve your problem. So when, when uh, one becomes serious about spiritual life, and this happens for various reasons, according to Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. He says, Four kinds of pious people, that means they have some goodness in their heart, take to devotional service or surrender to me. Chaturvida bhajante mam jana suktina arto, somebody who's in need of money. Arto jignasu artati, somebody who's inquisitive, uh, somebody who's suffering. And uh, the person who is, this is chaturvida bhajante mam jana suktina arto jignasu artati jnani cha paratarshaba, the wise person. Of these experiencing the misery of the material world, or by coming to knowledge, by hearing about Krishna, coming in contact with, with the devotees of the Lord, decides to surrender to Krishna, then as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the incarnation of Krishna himself 500 years ago, who appeared as a devotee to teach devotional service to others, show, taught how when we're wandering throughout the universes, Brahmanda Brahmate Kon Bhagyavan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasadi Pai Bhakti Lata Bij, and we become fortunate, then we come in contact by Krishna's mercy with a representative of Krishna. And the way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes the representative is such a person is a, a devotee or a Vaishnav Vaidya, like a doctor, or a, do, a Vaishnav doctor, a physician, uh, carrying a little black bag like they used to in the old days and making house calls. And what do they have, these doctors? They have, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, hymns and instructions, beads. So there's, so there's a Vaidya over the hymns means the Hare Krishna mantra, 
and also instructions of how to live in the world. So, um, Vatsal Prabhu, you are comfortable or you want to chair or anything? Any, anything at all? So, um, one who comes to uh, Krishna consciousness for any reason is extremely fortunate. Uh, one who comes in contact with a, a devotee of Lord Chaitanya then can learn the process of how to dedicate his or her life from whatever situation one's in now to the simple process of devotional service through which anyone can advance towards the ultimate goal of life. This is the great benefit of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance in this world. Although Krishna came 5,000 years ago and he taught sarva dharman parityaja mamekam sharanam braja hangtang sarva pape pyo mokshri masucha You just surrender to me. I'll save you from all sinful reactions. Do not worry. Do not hesitate. That hardly anyone uh, took that offer. It's a good offer. It's just like when you realize you're in over your head and you declare bankruptcy and you say, I'll go to the court and just put myself at the mercy of the court and reorganize and take advantage of that. But not many people did. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared and he came for his own reasons. He had uh, internal reasons for appearing in the world and he also had very practical external reasons. The external reason was the time to teach the Yuga Dharma, which is the process by which anyone at a particular time in the world can easily uh, come in harmony with the, the teachings of the Vedas and attain success in life. This is called the Yuga Dharma. He came to teach that. Normally, uh, somebody else comes and teaches it, not just Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This uh, empowered living entity comes. Uh, a, a form of Narayan comes, but this time in this Kali Yuga, Krishna himself appeared. And why? Because he had their internal and their very secret, but we can say a little bit about them because they've been revealed to us through the Sri Chaitanya Church, Amrita. So th through the pen of Kaviraj Goswami, we hear Anarpita Charim Chirat Kanone Yavatir Nakalao Samar Payitum Tojwalarasam Subhakti Shriyam. Hari Purata Sundara Dyuti Kadamba Sandipita Sadaraya Kandare Spurituva Sachinandana. Sachinandan came, Krishna thought, after he had come here and taught the Bhagavad Gita to everybody in the world, that Anarpita Charim Chirat, for a long time, or maybe forever, I haven't actually taught people the process of devotional service through which they can understand a very special kind of relationship that devotees have with me in the spiritual world. Nobody knows about this. That is, there is a realm in the spiritual world called Vaikuntha, where devotees associate with Krishna with a sense of awe and reverence. And they're very formal in their approach. As you go to South Indian temples, you'll find that uh, you have to no, no shirt the men, you have to go in, wear a chatter around your waist maybe, and everything is very uh, properly done. And this mood is, there is God. In fact, when I was released, that's the rumor. It's, it's, a, it's a report that Yashoda gets from the friends, and then Balaram comes and says, yes, he did it. And so Yashoda brings Krishna. Now, 
remember, he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but this is the mood in Goloka, and says, Krishna, you ate dirt? Nope, they're lying. <laughs> and so how can they be lying? It's, uh, your friend said it, Balaram said it, said, they're just, they made this whole plan. Because they know that I'm going to come home early, they want me to keep playing, and they're trying to blackmail me. And Yashoda says, let me look in your mouth. And so he opens his mouth, and then she sees herself sitting with Krishna on her lap within the mouth, and then she sees all the energies of the whole universe, all living entities, time, the internal, external energies, everything completely present. She becomes bewildered for a second, thinks, oh, look, here's God. And then she said, nah, <laughs> and comes back to her normal state. This is the uh, covering of yoga maya, or the internal potency of the Lord, so that the devotees in that realm can relate with Krishna in, a, in an intimate way, either as a servant, or as a friend, or as a parent, or as a lover. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted everybody in the world to know this, that actually I like it better when my girlfriends berate me and they call me ill names and we don't want to see you. Krishna comes and he's like, not today, go away. We're angry with you, we don't want to see you. Uh, he appreciates that more the author of the Chaitanya Charitamrita says, then the reverent hymns of the Vedas. So this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach, and that there is a path to follow called Raga Nuga Bhakti, through which one follows in the footsteps of these residents of Vrindavan. So how are we doing that in the uh, present day in the Krishna conscious movement here in Sacramento and Folsom? And that is, there's a process that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought that's uh, available to everyone in the world, it's confirmed that through the power of the devotees and the Supreme Personality of God, it doesn't matter where you're from or where you start, uh, you're, you can become fully purified and qualified. Shukadeva Goswami says it, Kiratahunandra pulinda pulkasha apirashumba yavana akasareya yenecha papa yadapashraya shaya shujantitasmai pravishname namaha. He names uh, many different kinds of cultures around the world that have no idea about spiritual practice, what to speak of the path of Varnashrama or the intimate instructions of the Vedas or the Bhagavad Gita. However, he says all of them can become purified by coming in contact with the devotees of the Lord. So how do people come in contact nowadays through the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, coming through his special representative, His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada uh, was an empowered uh, acharya who came to the West and brought the process that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had inaugurated over 500 years ago, which had been lost temporarily due to the influence of time. And it was revived by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, passed on to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and then down to His Divine Grace Hasti Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who brought the process taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the West. And he knew that anyone was, 
who was sincere and who took to this process could rise to the highest position in devotional service and come to Goloka Vrindavan and actually reach the pinnacle of the practice of bhakti and the ultimate goal of the Vedas, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said is prema pumarto mahan, to, to develop pure love for Krishna. And so, as Srila Prabhupada introduced the Krishna conscious movement in the world, he showed some simple processes. One of them was to chant Hare Krishna. So, the process of chanting Hare Krishna is to come in directly in contact with Krishna himself. Because as is mentioned in the and the Puranas, Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha, Purna Shudho Nitya Mukto Dvam Nama Namino. There's no difference between Krishna and his name, and it's transformative. If you chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, then you're in contact with the Supreme Pure. And also, Nama Chintamani Krishna, Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha, it, it has all taste that we're looking for. The kind of happiness that I look for in a video game or by working and trying to make more money or going to a concert somewhere, everything, uh, every taste that I'm hankering for is present within the holy name. So if I chant Hare Krishna, I'll be transformed and I'll also get the taste that I'm looking for. And another process that Srila Prabhupada taught that anyone can practice is to hear Srimad Bhagavatam in the association of like-minded devotees who are advanced. And just by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, as mentioned in the Bhagavatam itself, Srinvatam Svakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hridyan Taksto Hibadrani Vidunoti Suhritsatam Lord Sri Krishna, who is the Paramatma, the super soul within everyone's heart, and the benefactor of the truthful devotee cleanses the desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who relishes his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. That's the second process. The third process is to associate with Vaishnavas. Sadhu Sangha Sarva Shastri Koi, Lava Matra Sadhu Sangha Sarva Siddhi Hoi. The uh, Sri Chaitanya Charamrita says that by associating with devotees, then uh, one can become advanced very quickly. In fact, even by a little association, just a lava matra, one can uh, get the, the inclination to take to the process of devotional service. What to speak if we associate all the time with devotees? The next is to worship the deity. The deity of Krishna is the way in which Krishna appears to us so that we can see him with our present senses and offer him our uh, love through actual service. Devotional service means it's not inactive. It's not just love, but it's loving service. And loving service means there has to be give and take. You give something to your lover and the lover gives something back. So in worshiping the deity, we offer food. We cook it with love and devotion. We offer to Krishna and then he gives it back in the form of prasad. And when we're able to fix our, our eyes and minds and hearts on the form of the deity and see the deity, then we can feel satisfied. Other objects that we meditate on in this world, like a car, the new model's just out, and I look at it and I say, ooh, 
you know, and I become uh, transfixed by the form of a car or another person that I think is very beautiful in this world, all becomes disappointing. But the deity of Krishna, when we get a taste for seeing the deity and serving the deity, then we become fully satisfied. And then to uh, live in a holy place. This is the fifth one. Fifth means there are embassies of the supreme person of this spiritual world here in this world. One of them is uh, Sri Dham Vrindavan. Another is Mayapur Dham, and then the third is Jagannath Puri. There are many more in India. If you go to India, if you go to India, many of you are from India, so you know this. But I've tried this at spending three months and just going from one holy place to the next. And you can never come to the end of it in India. But for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, those who are followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, these three places are most important. And you can concentrate your attention there. And that is Vrindavan, Mayapur, and Jagannath Puri. And if you, if you either go there physically and spend some time serving there, or you live there in your mind, then uh, you become advanced very quickly because Araju Bhagavan Vrajesha Taniyastad Dhamma Vrindavana. There's no difference between Krishna and his Dham. These are the five most important practices of devotional service that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said are so potent that even if you just have a little contact with them, even if you don't have full faith in them, then you'll still attain perfection in devotional service. So Prabhupada introduced these five many more also, but especially these five for everyone, and anywhere we may be, any nook and corner of the world, you can be in Sacramento or somewhere in the Midwest of America or a country, there are plenty of spaces open in Africa if anybody wants to go there and spread Krishna consciousness. You can go and be brave and start your own process there, or uh, there are unlimited opportunities around the world. So this is a missionary movement, and we're meant to actually not just take it for ourselves, but also try to give this simple process to other people. And it requires a little bit of organization to do that, because many people uh, actually become attracted to Krishna consciousness when we talk about it and when we distribute books. And then they're going to want to know, and they do want to know right now, uh, what do I do next? So we have to be able to show them a, a, a clear path and give them facility. That's what Prabhupada did by developing centers all over the world. He built a, a house, as he said, in India so that foreigners could go there and stay and feel comfortable. And this is the other aspect of devotional service that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu emphasized is that he says, I order every person to help spread the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world. And wherever you go, whomever you meet, teach them about Krishna consciousness. So if you take these five that I mentioned, plus you develop a missionary spirit, and you do the best you can with whatever facility you have now, even if it's a little bit, it doesn't matter how much we do exactly, because birds fly in the sky as high as they're able, but the sky's unlimited. So whatever we can do according to our capacity is accepted by Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. And in this way, following the five and trying to do a little missionary work, cooperate with the Krishna consciousness movement so other people can take it, 
This is the way in which Prabhupada told us, according to Udayananda Prabhu, if you just dedicate yourself in that simple way, but very strictly dedicate yourself in the simple way, then you can go back home, back to Godhead in this lifetime. Now Hare let's... Bo. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. Now we'll take some reflections or questions. means anything that you heard that's stuck in your mind, or if you have a question that you want to ask to expand the conversation. Thank you, you spoke for this wonderful point that you mentioned about the holy name when you chant the holy name, all the rasadas are in the holy name. So I have a thought on this that a question in that sense that when we chant the holy name, we are looking forward when we can finish and we can get to other work. <laughs> and even sometimes you know we try to squeeze in. For example, I'm you know playing say games, video games, that is very exciting, but I don't feel that excitement in chanting the Holy Name. So, uh, and even if I'm chanting, I'm thinking when I can finish so that I can do other things in my home. So how do we uh, get the taste that you're saying that Holy Name has all the rasas in it? When a doctor gives you uh, penicillin, he or she will say, there are 40 capsules in the bottle. You take two to start, and then one every four hours until all of it is done and don't stop until it's finished. And whether you like, like it or not, you have to take it. And so in the beginning of the practice of devotional service, we have to marry ourselves to this uh, way of following strictly the rules called Vaidhi, Vaidhi Bhakti. So I may feel like getting up in the morning or not, but I still have to get up. I may feel like chanting or not chanting, but I still have to chant. So in the beginning it tastes bitter. As Rupa Goswami says, Set Krishna nama charitari sitapta vidya pitopa tapta rasanasyana rochikanu kintvavarat anudilam kalasaiva jushta svadvikraman bhavati tadgaramulahantri a person with jaundice who receives the curative, which is sugarcane juice, thinks this tastes terrible and I don't want to take it. But the doctor says, no, you have to take it every day and you just do it. And after some time, then you can start to taste the sweetness of the sugarcane juice when the disease begins to, begins to uh, lessen. That wasn't a good word, lesson. Uh, diminished, when it diminished. So we, we visited uh, Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj, as we every year visit his uh, samadhi and his um, bhajan kutir. They're in the same place. And one of the instructions he used to give his followers is, every day, complete your prescribed number of rounds no matter what, even at the risk of your own life. He said, that if you follow the simple path strictly, then you'll be successful, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur says. But never underestimate the power of Sankhya Purvaka, finishing your rounds. Because even if you don't feel like it, 
if one happens, one name happens to sail through as you're thinking about all the other things you'd rather be doing and you hear a name of Krishna in Nama Basa means that you actually experience the taste of the name to some degree even while you're chanting or later it comes to you then the benefit says Thakur Haridas and Harinam Chintamani is so great that it can't compare to all the penances and austerities recommended in the Vedas every different kind of yagya you can perform there's nothing that can compare to even one name chanted in Nama Basa. Once at the San Francisco Rathiatra, I was uh, helping with the book tables. And it was a very cloudy day. And some of you might have remembered, but probably only about two people in this room, or three, four, would remember a song, I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. <laughs> so, in San Francisco, and it's very, very cloudy, don't go around with shaved head. <laughs> because I thought it's so cloudy on this day that I'm okay. I don't need to wear a hat, but the next day I was, I was sad because I was red as a beet from the sun. It's very dangerous, actually. And I looked online and said, stupid. There's such a thing as ultraviolet rays. Even though you can't see the sun, it's coming through. So even as we're chanting, and we may not realize the potency of the chanting, it's coming through. So in the Harinam Chintamani, Haridas Thakur says that even if you have obstacles to your chanting, but you sincerely finish your rounds, this is what he calls higher level namabhas. There's low level namabhas, which means sanketam parihasya, which means there's different ways in which you can say the holy name and you get some benefit. One of the ways is that you're joking around. We see this a lot when we're out chanting in public and people walk along and they go, Hare Krishna. Hey. Lucy, look at me over here. Hare Krishna. You know, and they think they're joking, but actually they're, they're chanting in Nama Bas. It's dangerous. I did it once when I was a kid. <laughs> and then there's musical entertainment. Uh, there was a, uh, a play called Hair, and they, they chanted Hare Krishna at the end. A lot of people got benefit hearing that. And then there's, uh, in a derogatory way, so you Hare Krishna people go to wherever uh, they'll say when they as some people will say and they say oops you said Hare Krishna <laughs> you know people used to wonder why we smiled when they told us to go to hell and it's like too bad you said Hare Krishna <laughs> so there are various uh, kinds of Nama Bas which are called lower level Nama Bas you still get benefit but then Haridas Thakur says the higher level Namabhas means that you're sincere about chanting. You still have obstacles to your chanting, but you don't quit because you have faith in Krishna and the holy name. You're not a Mayavadi. And you continue to chant, and then he says you will definitely come to Prema if you continue on that path. So 
there's a lot to be said. There's whole seminars to be said about how to overcome the changes of the mind while we're chanting. One that I, I like to think about is what I saw in Japan. When I stay in Tokyo, there's a little uh, stream I like to walk near from my morning walk. And there's retired people that go there and they fish because it's a kind of mindless activity. You're outside, there's nice water and things like that, and they get really kind of excited when they catch a fish, which is very rarely, as far as I could see, for these people. But then I started thinking about the chanting like that and how people fish, they use a lure. So they throw out the lure into the water from a fishing pole, and then they reel it in, and it comes through the water like this. And people spend millions of dollars trying to invent these things that look exactly like a little minnow. And the other fish come and try to grab it, and then they get hooked. So a lot of times fish don't bite. But if you keep throwing it past them and rolling it past, rolling it past, pulling it in, after a while they go like, oh, that's something, and then they grab it, and they're caught. So chanting sometimes is like that. It's like fishing. You keep throwing it out there, reeling it in. Throw it out, reeling it in, and the mind's going, nah, I'd rather do video games. Nah, I want a new car. Nah, I don't like anybody. And you know, you're just, you reel it past, and then one of the times it looks over and goes, bite, you know, and then you've caught it. So we have to be patient, just like a fisher would do, a fisherman, fisherman, fisher person, is that more PC? And then, <laughs> and then, and then you can catch your mind on the, on the, on the hook of the holy name, mantra. It's got that tra. It looks like, it sounds like a little, or if you draw an R, it looks like a little hook. So the mantra can grab your mind. So you got to keep trying. Something. Prabhu? Did, were you going to say something? No. Yes, please. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. You got to turn that on, I think. Thank you. The, the definition of guru, tasmad gurum prapadyeta jignashu shre uttamam, shabde parichanishnatam, raman yupashramashrayam. This is given in the Srimad Bhagavatam, and it is uh, a, a, a conclusive statement. Tasmat means therefore. Tasmat gurum prapadyeta, one must surrender to guru. 
Jignasu Shreya Uttamam, in order to inquire about the ultimate goal of life, one must ask a guru. And then it gives the qualification of the guru, Shabde Hari Chandishnatam. So uh, a person who's a guru, Shabde Hari, means a person who has heard sufficiently. Uh, heard what from his or her guru? Means that they have to have taken in uh, a lifetime of listening to the message of Krishna consciousness. This is what's required in the system of uh, becoming purified enough to um, attain the goal of life. So, shabde parichanishnatam means you've heard enough also so that you know the science of Krishna. And this was the standard given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, Kiba vipra kiba nyasi shudra kene noi. Ye Krishna tattva beta se guru hoi. When he was asked what a guru is, he said, a guru is someone who knows the science of Krishna consciousness. And then he said, it doesn't matter whether that person is a, um, what class that person's from. A shudra, it can be a shudra, it doesn't matter. If the person knows the science of Krishna, because shabde parichanishnatam, they've heard sufficiently, and therefore they're fixed in the absolute truth. Brahman yupashramashraya means that they're fully absorbed in Brahman. They have no other uh, business in life. They're fully absorbed in that. Then also in the Upadeshamrita, we get the instruction about uh, a qualification of a person who's, who can teach Krishna consciousness or becomes the guru. So that's called Vacho Vegam Manasakrodha Vegam Jihwa Vegam Udarapasta Vegam Etan Vegam Yo Vishehetadhira Sarvam Apimam Prithivim Nasishyat So Shishyat means disciple. So who is that person of whom everyone else's disciple is someone who is able to control his or her senses? Because if you can't control your senses, you can't hear properly and you can't live according to what you hear Therefore, how can you abide that? So the teaching that uh, we get from Srila Prabhupada throughout his books consistently are based on uh, these verses and uh, several other verses, but these are the core verses through which to understand what is the qualification of one who is a guru. Srila so Prabhupada has formed an international society and there's a way in which he has a unique position called the founder Acharya. He insisted that always the, the label founder Acharya would be on all of his books, it was on all of the temples, everything. In other words, it's his institution and that's his, the position he claimed for himself, founder Acharya. And then his expectation is very clear and that is uh, that everyone would come up to the standard of being able to teach Krishna consciousness to others. And he makes it very clear in his own purports that that's what's expected of everyone in, in the verse, Kiva Pipra Kiva Nasi Krishna Guru Hoi. He says, in the position of Shiksha or Diksha Guru, the one, can't, one who is up to knowledge of Krishna consciousness should uh, help other people to become Krishna conscious by taking on the, 
the responsibility to teach them about Krishna consciousness. And there's a great need, as Prabhupada writes, for many millions of such gurus. Otherwise, how are you going to have many generations of devotees? So it's commonsensical and it's straightforward. And there are, um, there are um, books Prabhupada left behind with his clear instructions and anyone can read them and understand, as Prabhupada said himself, that uh, everything I had to say is there in my books, so please read my books. There's a few thoughts. Are there any more reflections or questions? Yes. Kela Kunja Kumari Dasi. Thank you, sir. Um, so I have a question that if you are in Vaikuntha and you're serving Krishna in the formal way that you're describing, is it possible to move from from there to Goloka Vrindavan, or is it one or the other? Nothing stereotyped in the spiritual world, but. Everyone generally feels completely satisfied in whatever situation the other's in. And just because you're in one realm or another doesn't mean that you can't also relish uh, the uh, positions of other devotees. For instance, Narada is known to be a uh, Vaikuntha devotee, but he, there's a Narada Kund in Vrindavan, and he participates in lots of pastimes. And, uh, Vrindavan and appreciates the, all the different rasas that Krishna is in. We also see in Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes that Srivast Thakur, who is the incarnation of Narada, then is uh, right there teaching all the, the processes of devotional service. So two points. One is that from, in whatever, whatever position uh, one has in serving the Lord is the position that the devotee feels satisfied with. And you can, you can understand this a little more, in a little more detail, by reading the Sri Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Because there you find that the journey of Gopakumar, who was meant for Goloka, although he went to various places around the, uh, the universe and outside the universe, including Vaikuntha, didn't feel satisfied. Much of that was because his guru, when he received his mantra from his guru, his guru was um, in ecstasy and didn't instruct him on the mantra. Actually, the Diksha guru is supposed to give you the mantra and instruct you what it's about, what it means, how to chant, and so forth. So Gopakumar got the mantra and then his guru uh, fainted in ecstasy and Gopakumar was a simple covered boy and he thought I must have made an offense and he was in anxiety because his guru just wandered off in ecstasy and didn't tell him anything so he was then left to chant the mantra there's two parts to this the mantra is so potent that it took Gopakumar uh, to the ultimate goal and we find that in the Sri Brahma Samhita that uh, just by chanting the mantra that one can attain uh, complete perfection, but you should have instruction to go along with it. So ultimately, Gopakumar, although he went to various realms of the universe and beyond the universe, even Vaikuntha, in each place he eventually felt that this isn't my place, and he moved to the next place. 
until he got back to Goloka Vrindavan. So the process uh, is perfect and complete, and the holy name will take us by the hand and introduce us, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur says in the last song of the Sharanagati, to our relationship with Krishna, whatever it may be. And the author, Sanatana Goswami of Bhagavatamrita says, each devotee feels fully satisfied in his or her particular relationship with Krishna. However, there's no stereotype in, this, in the spiritual world. You can't say something can't happen or because anything's possible in the realm of the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. Maybe just take one more question from Sadhu. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Um, I was actually pretty disappointed that um, we missed the Saturday morning program in OST, but then I heard like this afternoon that you were here. Um, it's really amazing to see you. So um, I have two questions. You were talking about um, how associating with devotees is really important. And then I think it was the fourth chapter, but I was reading a purport that Shri Prabhupada wrote that he quoted a verse in the, I think it was the Bhattarasamrita Kingdom. The first line is, I don't know the full verse, but the first line is, Adol Shraddha Tato Sadhu, um, which talks about how um, first by the association of devotees, a person um, who then accepts a spiritual master, who then, uh, who then after he serves a spiritual master and follows his instructions, he uh, finally um, he develops bhava, and then prema is the last stage in which um, we develop love for Krishna. So I'm just thinking how um, association of devotees is really important because it really starts, it, it, uh, it guides you to the spiritual master and the devotees guide you to eventually uh, go back to God. So I'm just thinking, Oh, um, yeah, association of devotees is really important. Thank you very much, Sadhu Prabhu, and I always miss you when you're not there, too. <laughs> really, I do. Uh, yeah, it's a, there, it, you'll find in the beginning of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching to Srila Sanatana Goswami that the main points he makes there is that devotional service begins. The root cause of devotional service is association with devotees, and the root cause of getting success in devotional service is association with devotees. Uh, he, he quotes from the fifth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam that if, if you if you don't get the association of a pure devotee and take uh, the dust, means that you follow the instructions and devote your life, that uh, you can't get perfection. And again in the seventh canto, from Prahlad Maharaj. And he quotes all these verses, does Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, giving uh, this point that you're making, how important it is to have association with devotees. So here in Sacramento, we have the opportunity to have Sadhu Sangha. 
And we also have the opportunity to practice devotional service because we have Srila Prabhupada's books and uh, we have an understanding of the process. And we also have opportunity for the missionary uh, activities. Uh, one of the most important is to distribute books. Uh, because when people get a book, then it changes their life. They will read a little bit or they'll put it off and read it later or somebody will read it. And just by reading from, the, from Srila Prabhupada's books, they can start their path on devotional service. And therefore Prabhupada emphasized again and again that it's important for us to cooperate together to distribute books. It's the seventh purpose of ISKCON, through which Prabhupada said we will attain all the aforementioned six purposes just by distributing books. So this is a good community for that because you don't have a lot of overhead to worry about. Uh, I mean, it's nice to have uh, infrastructure and everything like that, and you'll get it. But um, at any time, feel free to expand your own involvement in book distribution because that's one of the ways in which communities can really uh, come together with a common purpose and that the devotees get a lot of oxygen from that by going out and teaching others about Krishna consciousness and also bringing them back into the general assembly of devotees. We need new people to come in. Thank you very much, Ajahn Prabhu, for your leadership and all the devotees here at Sacramento. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for um, sitting through this. I'd like to acknowledge again my dear God brothers and God sisters who are here today and I beg your pardon for just sitting here like a big um, animal in the zoo speaking in front of you, <laughs> but um, I hope you'll if forgive you're me. you're an animal, you <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, because... Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Hari Bol. Oh, we have a lot of people online. Would you, oh. Do you have time to, you know, engage with them? Sure, I always have time, but it's up. It's uh, it's a matter of how late your program goes. And I think we are we are good, probably with the program. Okay. What what what, what do we have, do we have a so online Prabhus and Matajis, uh, we have a we have a, a kid Atharva Atharva Sharma raising his hand right here. All right, Atharva, what would would you like to ask? Um, I want to ask: Is Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya the roof of Radha and Krishna? So, Prabhupada and Jagannath? Yeah. Uh, Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. Radha and Krishna? No. What's the question? You uh, said, are, in the, are they in the group? Are they together? Are they same? Radha and Krishna and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Prabhupada. Prabhupada. No, no. What? No, uh, is Prabhupada, Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya same as Radha and Krishna? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahi Anya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the combination of, of, of Radha and Krishna. And Srila yeah, Prabhupada. That's what I was asking. Yes. yes. So if you worship Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then 
you're actually worshiping Radha Krishna, but as Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, what Prabhupada actually points out in his purport in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's three kinds of Gaudiya Vaishnavas. They all understand that Lord Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna combined. Some Gaudiya Vaishnavas worship Radha and Krishna more, some worship Lord Chaitanya more, and some worship them equally as much. Uh, so there's different moods even in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, but all of them understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the combined form of Radha and Krishna. And then what about Srila Prabhupada? And Srila Prabhupada is the empowered devotee who teaches us about Lord Chaitanya and Lord Krishna. But he never claims that he's of the category of Vishantafa. He's, he's an empowered soul who teaches about Lord Chaitanya and about Lord Krishna. And the devotees never uh, claim to be God themselves. But I don't think Atarva was asking that. No. Right? Yeah. So I think he yeah. He wouldn't ask that. I can tell. Yeah, thank you, Prabhupada. Any other question or, or reflection anybody wants to share? Any, you know, very, um, I mean, uh, something new or something very valuable that they heard today? Uh, single Uncle Ji, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. I was reading the, these uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu books. At one place it says the devotional service starts after liberation. Devotional service starts, he was reading about devotional service starts after liberation. Yeah, what do you say about it? Yeah, this is what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, he I says, was reading this yesterday. Yes, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Puta Prasanatma Nashochati Nakankshati Samak Sarve Shibhuteshu Mad Bhaktim Labhate Param. So there's a way in which when one comes to the Brahman platform, then one is uh, then free to worship Krishna. So devotional service actually begins our engagement in devotional service begins in earnest when we come to the liberated platform. But, but liberation is not that easy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not so easy, except with Lord Chaitanya's mercy, it becomes much easier. And so what is liberated? It's described how there's a ripe mango and a green mango. They're both mangoes. So if you're in the process of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you're known to be, even if you're a beginner, to be a green mango. So you're in the process of liberation means you'll become liberated. So you're following that process already. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. That uh, gives me a lot of consolation. You know, because I was wondering how can it be? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Any other person uh, would like to ask a question or a comment or any reflection? Hare Krishna Prabhuji. So, um, I understand you, you asked us to chant, the, chant Hare Krishna and uh, serve the have the association of the devotees and uh, worship the deity, serve the deity, and have the and spread Krishna consciousness. All these things. So, are we supposed to do all these in one day, or sometimes something, sometimes something? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that you can you can do all. In fact, 
Marjan Barish is known to have been uh, engaged in all the processes of devotional service simultaneously. However, there is a famous verse which talks about how various devotees attain perfection just by performing one activity of devotional one. service. For instance, so Pariksha... Only, only a few of them are also sufficient. Even one is sufficient. Because they're all absolute, but Udayananda Prabhu is urging that you can do more. Many <laughs> <laughs> so more. I have one more question. You know, in Bhagavad Gita, in 9.2728, Krishna has said that whatever you do, whatever you offer, you offer it to me. Whatever you do, you offer that to me. Yes. So, can you in all, case yes? if we... In case if we uh, uh, worship the other demigods, and after worshiping them, we offer it to Krishna, is it okay? No. <laughs> no. Not really, because that—that's uh, what Krishna in the in the Bhagavad Gita. You also have to see what Krishna says about worshiping yeah. demigods. So, kamaistaister ritigyana prapadyante. Nadevata, tam tam niyamamastaya prakrita niyatasvaya yo yo yam yam tanum bhakta shari architum ichati tasya tasya shayam chadham tam eva vidadham yaham. Krishna describes in the Bhagavad Gita how if you're worshipping uh, devas, then uh, it's actually worship that's meant for Krishna because he is the, the root of all the devas. So when you take food, you give it to the stomach. If you try to put it in any of the other orifices of the body, orifice means like a hole, then uh, it's misplaced. And therefore he's, he criticizes people who think like that because he says that actually I'm, I am the one who creates the offerings, I'm the one who gives you the impetus from within your heart to offer them and so forth. And even if you're worshiping a demigod, Krishna says, I'm the one who's giving you intelligence to do so. So an intelligent person will offer uh, directly to me. So when you offer to the demigods, as is well known from the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, that it's like watering the root of a tree. And then all the branches and leaves become satisfied uh, automatically. So, the, so it's not recommended that we uh, try to bypass the system Krishna has given in the Bhagavad Gita and try to independently worship the demigods. But if, you, if you're attached to a particular demigod, if you offer Krishna something, and then you get the prasad, you can offer it to the demigods, because they like taking Krishna prasad, just like everybody else, but they know what it is. So just do it the opposite way that you mentioned. Do it the other way. You can distribute Krishna prasad to people in Folsom, to the demigods, to everyone. Everyone wants Krishna Prashad or needs him. No, that's true. Just like in family, you know, we cannot leave anybody, right? So same way we have been, uh, we have been worshipping the demigods also, so it's hard to leave them at all. We are not leaving anybody. This is the, this is the beauty of Krishna consciousness. You're not leaving behind anyone, but actually uh, when we worship a demigod or a particular person, then we may leave out someone, and we do. But when you worship Krishna, you don't leave out anyone. That because he's the root of all existence. That's the beauty of Krishna consciousness. That's why in the Gita, Krishna says, "Bhuktaram yagatapasam." 
So Bogdanam Dyagatapasam means you give it to me and it's rightly placed. He's the only one who can take unlimitedly. And then uh, we, we, being part of Krishna, are able to uh, um, flourish because we're feeding Krishna. That's the secret of Krishna consciousness. If we try to do independently, somebody's going to go hungry. Like, have you ever tried to glorify everybody in a room? And then you feel like, <laughs> we tried that. At ISP, we used to have Devotee Appreciation Day. And then the second year we did it, we were driving home and we were thinking, why did we feel terrible? We tried to glorify the devotees, and it's like, you know you're going to miss somebody. <laughs> somebody went home, it's like, they forgot me. But if you, worship, if you glorify Krishna, <laughs> then everyone feels happy. <laughs> so if you feed Krishna, then everyone feels happy, and then the prasad goes to everybody. It's the, it's the smartest thing. So thank you, everybody online, and yeah, thank you, everybody who came into the live studio audience, and thank you, everyone, for spreading Krishna consciousness all over Sacramento and Folsom. And thank you, all the leaders here, for taking the great burden of managing the Krishna consciousness movement because it's not so easy. And you've got to take a lot of anxiety on your head. But it, it's a short life, and if you give it for Lord Chaitanya and dedicate to, to Srila Prabhupada, then you'll be successful. And that's a good, good idea. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.